Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It's been a while. I've it has you. indeed. And, uh, you know, this is um, actually going to be a two-part, uh, or it's going to be discussing two articles that you wrote this episode, which is uh, episode 60, so we're getting up there. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And so the 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 issues that we're going to be discussing are attachment and commitment and the relationship between the two. Yeah. And um, so the first article you wrote was attach on, uh, based on attachment. Mm -hmm. And uh, in short, you really discuss that the kind of attachment a child displays is an indicator to the kind of attachment they'll exude as an adult. Yes. Um, yes. We have found that that's correlated. Okay. And now can this hard wiring at a young age be broken um, in adults? Yes, it can be. Um, you know, years ago, we used to think that once your brain developed, that that was it, we were done. And what we now know is that the brain has plasticity. And what that means is that we can make new neural connections in the brain. Um, so for lots of issues which we have taken in at an early age that become our implicit memory, and by that I mean things that have gone on that affect us but that we don't remember, we can actually create new connections. Now, it's involved, and not necessarily meaning to plug my book, but my, in my book, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, um, I offer a lot of tools uh, to teach people how to break uh, the old wired-in connections and to make new neural connections. And um, certainly some of these attachment styles uh, would be remedied with the tools in that book. Okay. Now, are there ways for, for a couple to identify what type of uh, attachment personality each spouse is? Well, I think that pretty much you can do it this way. If a couple or if somebody feels... Um, able to get into a relationship, is trusting, is uh, willing to be open with their feelings, then they have a secure attachment. Um, if it is somebody um, who really is um, afraid of making a commitment and um, avoids being open, then chances are they're the avoidant type. And if they're somewhere in between, then likely they're the ambivalent type. Um, and you're going to see that playing out. I mean, obviously, the best scenario is the couple uh, who, uh, the situation where each person in the couple has a secure attachment, and you're going to see that get played out in the fact that they handle their conflicts much better, that they, um, in general, have a much smoother kind of partnership. But again, that doesn't mean that other couples shouldn't have a relationship because probably the majority of people have had some form of dysfunction growing up. It's just a matter of learning the skills to work with it. Sure. And, you know, this is all in, and I, I guess I should mention this more often in these podcasts, but this is really based on what our conversation is based on articles that you write. And the revelation in uh, your attachment column, which is uh, titled Attachment Isn't Really Bad, mm -hmm. um, is that it's, 
Attachment isn't really a bad thing in that no matter what a couple is arguing about, the underlining issue is always about attachment. Yes, uh, yeah. Now, you see, I think that it's important, Steve, to make the distinction between attachment and codependence. Okay. You know, and, and so often we have this romanticized view of a love relationship, which we pick up from our movies and from our novels and our songs. And I'm reminded of the movie years ago, I forgot the name of it, maybe it's Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise and, and Meg Ryan, where it was, oh, you had me at hello and you complete me. And that's really a codependent relationship where you feel that you can't survive unless the other person loves you. And that's not what attachment is. Attachment is really where basically um, you you feel um, a sense of security by being in relationship with somebody else. And it is coming from the brain, which is a social organ. We're born with it. We're wired in for it. And it is, as I think I wrote in the article, something that is not gender specific, and you have it your entire life. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not something that we should look at as, oh, God, you need to feel attached to me. Um, what you don't want to have is somebody who is codependent mm -hmm. on you. Yeah. Now, is open communication really the only way to get to the root of this issue? I think that when we communicate more openly, then we are more intimate with one another. What happens very often is that because we're human, we are afraid to be vulnerable, we're afraid to get hurt. So what happens is that we don't speak directly. And when something upsets us, we end up blaming each other, we end up shutting down. There's a number of different dances, so to speak, uh, that we... Uh, get involved in, in the relationship rather than honestly saying to our partner, you know, when such and such happens, I feel lonely. I feel like you're not there for me. And that that really makes me feel badly or hurt. And rather than blaming you and saying you did this and you did that or you weren't this or you weren't that, which is just going to make the other person close down, um, if we were more open about what we're truly feeling within ourselves, I'm going to repeat that, what we're truly feeling within ourselves, not attacking the other person, that's what I mean by open communication. You're going to have a much more intimate relationship. Okay. Um, now, the second part of your two-article series here was on commitment. Mm -hmm. And in short, people with attachment issues also have trouble with commitment. Um, now, you offer a great explanation in your article why this is. Uh, could mm -hmm. you briefly explain why for our listeners? Yeah. What happens is that if you have the kind of parent who was not able to be available to you, and let me explain, I'm not parent bashing here, but for any number of reasons, let's say that um, your main caretaker was depressed, and so they just were not able to be available to you. Meanwhile, you've got this need for the attachment, but every time you make attempts or bids for it, the caregiver's not there, eventually you shut down. Now, that doesn't mean the need isn't there, but you can't keep going to a dry well, mm -hmm. so you avoid it. And so what happens later in life is that need to be attached to another is still there, but as you actually get 
closer to the person to play out that need, you get scared because your experience from childhood is that it wasn't available to you. And so then you've got this little dance that goes on with somebody who's commitment phobic, which is you come close, you almost commit, you pull back when you get scared. Then when you're further away, you want it so much that you approach again, but when you get closer, again, you get frightened, you pull away. And that's what the commitment phobic person does. Okay. Now, um, if you recognize that your spouse or partner is displaying commitment issues, uh, what's the best course of action to take to move your relationship forward? Uh, because it might be a tough sell to tell someone that they had attachment issues as a child, and that's why they're displaying the commitment issues they are displaying today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last thing you want to do is, is be a therapist to your partner. You yeah. want to leave that to people like me. <laughs> um, what, what you might want to do is just say that, you know, I sense that maybe somewhere along the line you've been hurt. And what I want you to know is that I truly love you. Um, I don't want to hurt you. Um, I, it's never my intention to do that, certainly not purposely. And then point out the reality of where you've been consistent, where you have shown your love, and you can say, what I want you to know is maybe sometimes I might hurt you unintentionally. Let me know when that has happened because I never want to do that. But again, to focus on the here and now and the reality of where you have truly been consistent and available to the person. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the great thing about this is these are all issues uh, that you can work on and overcome in the end. Absolutely. Well, Karen, that's, uh, I think that was a great uh, short and sweet little podcast there with tons of information in it, and I think that'll do it for us this time around. So thank you very much for your time. As always, you're welcome, and I hope it's helpful. Oh, I hope so too. And uh, everybody else out there, uh, if you're looking for more help, you can always uh, go to Dr. Karen Sherman's websites at choicerelationships.com, drkarensherman.com. And as she mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, check out her latest book, uh, mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. And of course, you can read uh, what we've been discussing here on hitchedmag.com, as well as past articles and listen to past podcasts. So thank you very much again, Karen, and we'll speak again soon. Okay, bye-bye, Steve. Okay, bye. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.